episode 31, the power of a pencil in helping get control of the negative chatter in your mind. This is the Expat Mom Podcast, a podcast for expat moms around the world who want to feel better and improve their emotional health as they navigate the unique challenges of living and mothering abroad. I'm your host, Jenny Linton. I'm a certified life coach, a mom to four daughters, and married to a U.S. diplomat. I've lived in six countries on four continents. I know what it's like to feel stuck emotionally, and I know how to get unstuck. I'm excited to share with you some tools to help you feel less discouraged, improve your relationships, and increase your confidence. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and a special thank you to all of you who have left reviews. It really helps me get to know you better and lets me know what is helpful for you. I have started training for a Spartan race, which is going to take place in mid-May. It's a 10K run with a variety of obstacles like jumping over walls and a rope climb, carrying 50-pound sacks, monkey bars. Our console community invited people to join a team. And while I exercise regularly, this is a real stretch for me. I really debated about whether or not to go for it. And after I signed up, I had all these emotions come up. I was nervous. I was excited. I was anxious. I was motivated. I was stressed out. I was a little afraid and embarrassed, a little bit thinking, what was I doing? Kind of overwhelmed and also a little confused about how to even get started. And after signing up, I basically put off exercising for about a week. When we find ourselves in a slump like this, most of us tend to address it by our behavior. We think we need to do something different. And the truth is sometimes that does help. But as we've talked about on the podcast, our feelings come from our thoughts. So if we want to change the way that we feel, we need to change the way that we think. So I've been stepping back and trying to watch more carefully what it is that I'm thinking. Did you know that you can watch yourself think? You can. You can watch it almost like you're listening to a podcast. It's a lot of fun to watch yourself think. My inner dialogue after signing up for the race sounded kind of like this. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm excited to try. I don't want to slow anyone else down on the team. I guess if I can't make it, I could always bail partway through. I got this. I know how to train. I've done this before. This is going to be so hard. This is crazy of me to sign up for this. I don't even know where to start, but this is good motivation to get me going. I don't want to do this, but I'm awesome for doing this. This can be really fun. As you listen to my inner dialogue, you can probably see why I'm feeling such a mix of emotion. My thoughts are all over the place. I'm doubting myself and I'm encouraging myself. I'm projecting positive and negative outcomes. I'm telling myself it'll be hard, but I'm also telling myself it'll be fun. You can see how each of these thoughts is creating a different emotion. Positive and negative emotions are normal and they're important as we've discussed. I didn't necessarily want to get rid of all my negative emotions. In fact, as we've talked about, some of these negative emotions actually were useful to me. A little nervousness could actually help motivate me, but some of these negative emotions were keeping me stuck. And I realized emotions like confusion and overwhelm were keeping me from moving forward. When we're feeling stuck and down, one of the most powerful tools to get unstuck is to learn to become more aware of your thoughts. Today, we're going to talk about how to increase the awareness of what your thoughts even are so that you can begin to get some leverage over them. Our primary weapons will be a pencil and a paper. This topic is part of our monthly theme on emotional resilience. 
Studies show that 50% of expats have depression. This is three times higher than the general population. That's a lot. The risk of anxiety is twice as high as the general population. And given the high amounts of expats with depression and anxiety, we know that there are some factors related to expat life that are really challenging to our emotional health. We're going to be covering several topics in order to help us improve our emotional resilience this month. Before we jump into our topic, I also want to let you know about a free resource that I have. I know in this community, we are all busy. So I decided to create something that would help expat moms improve their emotional health and the relationships, but it also wouldn't require very much time. Every week, I carefully craft a short tip or a perspective that is designed to be read in about a minute. It arrives directly to your inbox. And I often share personal stories or anonymous stories of clients to demonstrate a, the small mindset shifts that can make a really big difference in your life. I call it one minute wisdom. Let me tell you about an experience one expat mom shared with me. Her daughter came home from school and was being bullied by some kids because of some of her beliefs. Understandably, her daughter had been really hurt by their comments and the daughter had tried to stand up for herself, but the bullying had just gotten worse. Her mom comforted her and recognizing that the situation was not likely to improve, she shared something from a one minute wisdom with her daughter. She said, I'm so sorry. They said that to you. Sometimes people are wrong about us and it's okay. They can be wrong about us. The brain immediately wants to convince people who are critical of us that we're right. But the more we think that we have to convince them in order to be good and be right, the worse things often get. By understanding that it's okay if other people are wrong about us, it allowed this little girl's brain to relax and to realize that this bullying was about the other person, not about her. You can sign up for one minute wisdom in the show notes. It's totally free and it's delivered to your inbox one time a week. So let's jump into our topic. We're going to start off talking about the chatter in our minds by talking about thoughts because chatter in our mind is made up of thoughts. A single thought may seem insignificant. But did you know that we have as many as 80,000 thoughts a day? Taken together, our thoughts become very significant. I did a little math, and based on the average number of words in a thought and the average number of words in a book, our thoughts would fill between 6 to 10 books a day. We are literally writing stories every day with our thoughts. Now, if this feels like a lot, remember that 95% of these thoughts are subconscious. We aren't necessarily having 80,000 conscious thoughts a day, but we do have a lot of conscious thoughts. Take a minute and think about what do you think about in your 80,000 thoughts a day? The truth is that most of us aren't even aware of all these stories that we're writing each day with all of our thoughts. We've become so practiced at these stories and these thoughts, they've become automatic. And even if we are aware of what our stories are about things, Often our stories are written by default. What I mean is we simply react to things that happen to us and we write metaphorical book after book without much deliberate thought. Some of these stories are helpful, but some of our stories cause us unnecessary misery and suffering. We continue to think about them because we've never been trained to know how to look at our own brains and evaluate if the way that we're actually thinking about things is helpful. It's hard to change something when you're not sure what it is. It's like we're vaguely aware that something's off or it's wrong or it's frustrating, but we don't know how to change it. I love how Zora Neale Hurston describes this partial awareness of self in her book, 
their eyes were watching God. She says, There is a basin in the mind where words float around on thought and thought on sound and sight. Then there is a depth of thought untouched by words, and deeper still, a gulf of formless feelings untouched by thought. I just love the way that she describes that sense of all these thoughts floating around that are sometimes difficult to articulate or understand when they're in our brains. Our thoughts have power over us when we don't know what they are. If we're not aware of them, we can't choose whether or not we want to think them. We are at their mercy. But there's a way we can take back control over our thoughts, a way to stop our unconscious mind from dominating our day. This is what we're going to focus on today how to become aware of what we're thinking. When I was feeling this cluster of emotions the other day, after signing up for a Spartan race, I took out a pencil and paper and wrote down everything in my mind. Sometimes we call this a thought download, just like you press download on a file and you get all the information transferred from its online location to your desktop. Likewise, in a thought download, you transfer the thoughts floating around in your mind onto a piece of paper. Instead of formless, slippery thoughts and feelings, it puts them in a place you can see them. You can work with them, evaluate them. It literally gets them out of your brain. Getting all my thoughts out was cathartic. It cleared up space in my mind. Instead of these vague thoughts and feelings floating around in my basin, I was able to identify concrete thoughts and feelings. As I looked at the thoughts listed on the paper, I didn't feel confused about why I felt so blah. I didn't wonder why I was avoiding working out anymore. I could see that I was feeding myself a whole string of conflicting thoughts that were causing me to feel overwhelmed, nervous, and excited all at once. Almost immediately, I began to feel some relief and some hope, simply because I could see what I was thinking, and I could see it in a concrete way that made it feel more manageable. It also exposed the untruth in some of them. I realized that some of the thoughts weren't even true. Or maybe they were more extreme than how I really felt. After getting out my thoughts, I realized, of course I felt some nervousness. This was going to stretch me and that was good. But I took a few minutes and made a plan. As I looked at the plan broken down, it didn't look nearly as daunting as I had thought. I still felt some nervousness, but I felt a lot more excitement and a lot less overwhelm and confusion. I hadn't even moved from my chair. A pencil is a powerful weapon. This last week, a friend and I have started doing the workout, and it's been a lot of fun. In other words, I was able to get out of my emotional paralysis simply by listing what I was thinking, and then I was able to move forward. This sounds simple, but it's powerful. Let me explain why writing down your thoughts is useful. Number one, it clears your mind. When you write things down, it clears space in your brain because the brain doesn't have to constantly try to store and remember all the thoughts. David Allen in his best-selling book, Getting Things Done, says, Our minds are for having ideas, not storing them. Unquote. Trying to keep too much in our brain slows us down. It's just like keeping too many files on our desktop when it slows the computer down. Our mental RAM speeds up when we clear out our thoughts and allow our brain's desktop to be clear. Once the brain has more space, it's able to analyze, get rid of, solve, or act on our thoughts. Number two. Writing thoughts down clarifies them. Writing our thoughts down on paper helps you put specific words to vague feelings and ideas. When those thoughts and feelings are floating around in the mind, sometimes it's difficult to fully articulate or understand them. When you write them out or you see them on paper, you can begin to see them more clearly. Sometimes you'll even notice patterns or you can begin to untangle those thoughts. 
Writing your thoughts down is a bit like looking at an impressionist painting from far away. Up close, it looks like these globs of paint, but as you back away, you can begin to see shapes and characters and scenes. The beauty and meaning of the painting is more clear as you look at it as a whole. Number three, it eliminates the confusion layer of emotion. Sometimes just placing those words to how we feel is enough to feel relief. When you feel yucky, it's easy to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? The underlying question is what's wrong with me? And this often adds frustration or shame to what's already a messy ball of emotions. Being able to name what you're feeling and why you feel it brings some measure of relief because it becomes clear what is causing the emotion. We can begin to realize that there is nothing wrong with us when we see our thoughts listed out on paper. We can recognize we simply have some thoughts and those thoughts are creating feelings. Number four, writing down our thoughts helps us process our emotions. Emotions are the brain's way of sending us a message to protect us. When we try to resist or shove down our emotions, they actually get bigger. It's like the brain's way of trying to protect us. Often we resist emotions without realizing it because we don't even know what we're feeling. One of my favorite ways to do a thought download is to make an emotion map. I start in the center with an issue and I draw a circle around the issue. Then I draw lines moving outward and I put each emotion that I feel. And under each emotion, I write the thought causing that emotion. As we write emotions down, we recognize what we're feeling. Then we can process the emotions. And interestingly, as we open ourselves up to processing emotions, the emotion often goes away because it's done its job. Number five, you can see your thoughts more objectively and decide if you want to keep the thoughts when they're written down. Once you see your thoughts clearly, you can better decide if you want to keep them or not. All of our thoughts are optional. While they may feel true, it's important to remember that all thoughts are choices. Today on the podcast, we aren't discussing how to change our thoughts and beliefs, but I simply want to highlight the fact that before we can change anything, we have to know what we're thinking and writing down our thoughts is essential. Dr. Baylock, a professor at the university of Chicago says, when you write, you might reappraise the situation thinking about what has to be done rather than what you might lose can be powerful. Dr. David Burns, who's a former Stanford professor and author of the Feeling Good Handbook, explains, let's face it, nearly all of us fall into the black hole of depression, anxiety, shame, and self-doubt at times. Then it's time to ask yourself what you're telling yourself. Write down your negative thoughts, identify the distortions in them, and then substitute thoughts that are more positive and realistic. Sound too easy? The results can be mind-blowing, unquote. I like to think about a thought download like cleaning out a closet. Sure, you could open a messy closet and you could try to rearrange it, but it's likely to get messy again soon. Before you can really organize anything, you have to pull everything out and look at it. It's only then that you can really decide if it's something you want to keep, get rid of, or fix up before you put it back in the closet. Number six, writing down our thoughts creates momentum towards solving a problem. When our minds are full of thoughts, it feels overwhelming. And overwhelm often paralyzes us. We feel like we don't know what to do. We feel unmotivated and getting thoughts, feelings, and ideas out on paper gives us some momentum. We feel like we're moving forward. Instead of spinning in overwhelm, we take the first step forward in eliminating, solving, and evaluating our concerns or ideas when we write down our thoughts. Momentum's worth a lot. 
Humans are unique from other species because we have a prefrontal cortex that can think about our own thinking. We have the power to notice what we're thinking and reevaluate it if it's a story that isn't serving us. We can change the way we feel by changing the way we think. Next week, we'll discuss a few of my favorite ways to begin to challenge our thoughts and stories that we see aren't serving us. But the whole process starts with a pencil and paper. It starts with becoming aware of what we're thinking. It starts with getting our thoughts out of our brain onto paper where we can see them and think about them and evaluate them. My clients often think that they can do this in their mind, but it is never as effective in your mind. I've tried it many times. Thoughts in the mind float around, they're distorted, and they're slippery. But on paper, they're manageable. So let's recap what we discussed today. Each of us has inner dialogues constantly going on. In fact, we have up to 80,000 thoughts a day. We talked about the powerful impact that these thoughts have on what, how we feel and what we do. We discussed that if we want to change how we feel or how we act, we must first become aware of what we are thinking. There are many ways to do this. Coaching is one way that can help you become more aware of what you're thinking. And I encourage you to sign up for a free 30 minute mini session to try it out and see for yourself the power of becoming aware of your thoughts. But for all of us at any time, we have a powerful tool we can use to gain some leverage over our own thoughts and self-talk. It's a pencil and a paper. We discussed how getting your thoughts on paper can help clear your mind, clarify your thoughts and feelings, eliminate that layer of confusion, help us name and process emotions, and help us see our thoughts more objectively. It helps us start that momentum towards changing our thoughts. Next time, we'll talk about a few strategies to begin to change some of your negative self-talk. So let's end with our expat exit strategy, which for those of you who are new is our chance to apply the things that we're learning on the podcast. So take out a piece of paper right now. If you don't have one, you can always use your phone notes, but it's even better to use pen or pencil and paper because that act of writing actually impacts your brain. Set a timer for two to three minutes and write down your thoughts. Don't censor anything. No order or structure is necessary. Just write down all the thoughts that come to mind. You can either just do whatever you're thinking, or you can do it around a specific topic. Once you have a list, read over the thoughts you've written down. Notice how the thoughts are making you feel. Notice any patterns. Notice any emotions you didn't even realize you were feeling. Ask yourself, do you believe everything you wrote down? Notice how you feel before and after writing down your thoughts. You got this. And this is an amazing tool that I use almost daily. I'll look forward to talking to you next week. If you like what you're learning on this podcast, please share this episode with a friend. I wish that I had had these tools a lot earlier in my life, and I'd love to pass them along to more people who can benefit. I also appreciate when you leave reviews for the podcast. It helps me know my listeners better and understand what you find useful. It also helps the podcast grow. You can find more free resources to improve your relationships and your emotional health on my website at theexpatmom.com and on my Instagram page at theexpatmomcoach.com.